This is episode 166. Happy New Year! It is good to have you all here again in 2024. And because it is quite early in the year, it's 2nd of January, in this episode, I'm going to do two things. First, I'm going to share with you what are my plans for the podcast in 2024, as well as what changes are coming to the podcast in this year. So that's going to be the first part of the of this episode. And in the second part of this episode, I am going to look back at all the episodes published in 2023 and give you some of my comments from the perspective of time, uh, what was the reception of those episodes and whether something came out of them or not. So if you're new here, that is a good opportunity to look at the uh, most immediate back catalog from 2023 and maybe um, pick on the episodes that you didn't listen to and now you can. And those of you who are with me for a longer time, maybe you missed some of those episodes or maybe that will encourage you to revisit one of the older episodes, okay? So as uh, YouTubers say, let's get into it. First change in this coming year, which is not really big change, but still it is, it's like continuation of what I was doing to this point, is I will continue to put more focus on my newsletter and less focus on social media. So immediately, if you are not subscribed to my newsletter, then go, the link is in the description of the show, or you just go to newsletter.tommysoutdoors.com and subscribe to the newsletter. Um, or just, like I said, the link is in the description of the show. Now, I am going to put more focus into that newsletter for a few reasons. First of all, uh, maybe the main reason is that social media landscape is changing in a way that it requires to put more and more effort for less and less return. Um, we have we saw in the last year like a proliferation of uh, social media platforms. We have new platform called Threads. We have a platform called Blue Sky. Um, Twitter is kind of like a volatile, if you like, um, one way or another, the engagement rates uh, drop down massively. Um, it, it all just takes a lot of time. And, you know, like those platforms are work the way they want you to be on them, right? Uh, seldom, it seldom works that you just fire content and forget. Uh, you need to be there. You need to do like engagement and so on and so forth. And just doing that on many uh, platforms or even on one platform just takes a lot of time. And I think that my time is better spent researching content and producing podcast episodes and other content for you than being on these platforms and, quite frankly, spinning the wheels. Another aspect of social media platforms is something that I um, you know, talked about many times before, is that it really would be so much easier for me to go one way and say like, well, you know, I'm always pro-hunting, I'm always pro this or against that or anti that and this. And that way you can get a lot of engagement and, you know, probably way more traction than I am getting right now. Not that I'm complaining about the traction that I'm getting, um, but as you know what I do in this podcast, I am always striving to highlight different sides of the same story. I'm always trying to give you full picture, always trying to give you pros and cons and present the, any environmental issue from all sides. And that is probably not the greatest approach on social media platforms, not at all of them anyway. And I just basically want to say that I am still committed in 2024 in bringing you all sides of every story and presenting them in a balanced way. And I think that newsletter is just a better medium to do that. You know, ideally, in my ideal world, I would not use social media at all uh, and only rely on the newsletter. Well, that's not going to happen, uh, at least not in 2024, but definitely I will be shifting my focus. So once again, subscribe to the newsletter, newsletter.tommysoutdoors.com or the link in the description of this show. And those of you who are already subscribed, you know, there's like a kind of like a format 
uh, agree that there's like a podcast episode and then feature article and maybe something else. And um, yeah, I'm I'm going to be developing the content of that newsletter even further and more and putting more effort into it. So that is, well, maybe not big change to what's going to happen in 2024, but at least my commitment uh, and where I am taking Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science podcast and the entire platform. Second change in 2024 is that I'm going to try to switch to weekly content. I will see how it goes. Uh, I will give it a good shot, maybe three, maybe six months. And what you can expect is every second week, like to this point, uh, I will be bringing you episodes where I talk with expert guests, scientists, conservationists, some you know environmental NGOs, or just people engaged in the outdoors and conservation, um, authors of the books, etc., etc., and in the, let's call them empty weeks, I am going to put solo episodes. So why solo episodes? Uh, like I said previously, I'm getting a lot of feedback from you uh, with regards like, what do you think about certain things? And it turns out that you're curious of my opinions on subjects like rewilding or reintroductions or hunting, etc., etc. And look, first of all, this is extremely nice thing to hear. And I'm truly flattered that you care about my views on, on various subjects. And last year, I tried making solo episode. It was called Do You Believe in Climate Change? And it was very well received. I even got the comments like, oh, this is like a best episode you've made so far. So I'm not going to lie. That was encouraging. And so in 2024, I'm going to push more of those solo episodes. And then, so the schedule will look like every second week, you will have typical Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science format with expert guests. And with every other week, you will hear from yours truly on um, selected subjects. Now, if you want... Uh, to influence and you, if you one of those people who care or are curious about what I think uh, on different environmental and wildlife conservation etc matters uh, just give me a, you know send me an email and again the best way to send me an email is subscribe to my newsletter just hit reply on that newsletter and your email will get straight to my inbox um, so just let me know what are the subjects you, that you would like me to uh, talk about well, in solo episodes as well as in the regular uh, format episodes with guests, you know, interview, I guess you can call them. Although I don't like to call them interviews. It's more of a, like a chat. But then again, you can argue chat is a type of an interview anyway. So that is the second change. I don't know yet. I haven't decided whether that means that the newsletter will also be now a weekly newsletter. I don't particularly like to trash your inboxes with a newsletter every week. Um, so we'll see. Maybe I will keep the newsletter uh, every two weeks. Maybe I will publish it together with every episode of the podcast, which then is going to be every week. Uh, that's also something that I'm curious of your feedback. What would you prefer? Definitely your feedback impacts to an extent what I do. So, um, so yeah, feel free to drop me a line and tell me how you would like this to go and what are the subjects you would like to you would like me to talk either with my guests or in the solo episode. The third thing that is changing in 2024, and again, it's not even changing, it's just like more of the same and more focus of it, is that I am going to put more effort into written pieces, uh, blogs and articles, as well as in public speaking. So speaking about articles, you know that my on my website, tommysoutdoors.com, there's a blog section and, and you can go there and read my, my blog posts uh, that I was I'm putting for many years now. I am also on Medium. If Medium is your thing, just go to medium.com, tommysoutdoors, uh, or just looking look up my name, Tommy Serafinski. Uh, I'm putting content on Medium as well. It's largely kind of overlapped with what's on my website, but again, you know, maybe you prefer Medium over my website. Um, I also last year 
uh, put an article on a platform called Scribehound, which is uh, like uh, countryside uh, writing platform, no, no, no. So something like medium only, kind of like a profile for countryside folk and pursuits and so on. Um, so that's that was quite good experience, and that's what I'm thinking of putting more effort into written pieces. And, and you know, so again, the best way to get notified if there's like a new blog or new article is just through my newsletter. Again, some of those might be newsletter only, and they're not going to be published anywhere else. Uh, I already done that last year. Uh, I think it was like a at least two articles that were only in a newsletter and um, can't be found anywhere else. So if you miss them, you miss them. Well, not really. You can go to my newsletter and you can subscribe and you can look up the archived um, issues of the newsletter, um, but you need to be subscribed. So that's one thing. And the second, in terms of public speaking, last year I've done three public speaking engagements. One was in France on uh, International Symposium, Journalist Symposium on Sustainable Use. Another one was uh, in Finit. It was an event. I can't remember the name, like a wild something. Uh, quite a good good lineup of speakers, some high profile uh, speakers on this on this event. So I was there. And obviously in Oxford share, I was on the panel. Uh, on the environmental debate, life and unscripted, where I was talking about ethics of consuming meat. So I've done three of those public speaking engagements. Uh, very good uh, experience for me. I liked it. And so in the coming year, 2024, I am planning to do at least twice as many um, and just by the way, if you're listening to it and you would like me to go and speak on your event, you're organizing an event or a panel discussion or whatever else, again, drop me a line. Um, I would be very happy to do it. So yeah, that's that's basically for you folk out there who are listening to this and are thinking about organizing a conference or some other type of event. Yeah, give me a shout. I'll be happy to uh, come up and uh, and speak on it. Right, so these are three main uh, things that I am planning for uh, 2024 for this podcast. So number one, uh, more focus on the newsletter, less focus on social media. Number two, weekly schedule for episodes and more solo episodes. And then three, more of a written opinion pieces as well as public speaking. So give me a shout if you want me to come up and speak on uh, one of your events that you might be organizing. So that is the first part of this podcast done. And now let's look at the episodes that I published in 2023. And uh, I'll give you some of my comments on them, how they were received and so on. So the first episode I published in 2023 was number 140, Salmon, Aquaculture, and Coastal Communities with John Aitchison. It was published on the 11th of January. And like I said in the, all the materials for that episode, I knew that salmon aquaculture is bad, but I didn't realize how bad was it. And in that episode, we delve into all the, let's say, nastiness of the salmon aquaculture impact on the uh, not only environment, but also on uh, coastal communities. And that episode was very well received. I I had a lot of comments. Um, it was shared many, many times. And by the way, this is the best thing you can do for the podcast is to share the episodes. And interesting thing about this episode was that after publishing that episode, I got a email and subsequent, subsequently I went on a call with a gentleman who is, uh, you know, he is a representative. He he represents the uh, salmon farming industry, let's say. And he was uh, very eager and keen to, to be on a podcast and kind of um, present his point of view that everything is, you know, not as bad as it was presented in episode 140. I get on call with him because, you know, I, I'm always curious about other side of the story, especially if it's side of a story that's not that well known. And 
you know, I just decided there's no other side of a story. Uh, he's just a lobbyist for the industry. Um, and yeah, I, did, I decided, this, you, you know, I was thinking maybe to do debate. Uh, he was also uh, quite happy to do the debate with, with uh, another expert on the podcast. And this is a, also something that you folks uh, told me many times that, oh, maybe you can do the debate and whatever. Um, maybe, maybe I'm going to do that in 2024, but in this case, you know, I didn't feel like I, I, I could get him on the podcast and keep questioning or, you know, it is just not what I do. I think that where I'm standing right now, the scientific evidence is overwhelmingly against salmon farming and salmon aquaculture. Uh, so at the end I decided to not, uh, give him time. Um, maybe it was a mistake. Maybe it was a good decision. As always, you can let me know what do you think about that. Next, 141, um, Atlantic Bluefin Tuna with William Roach. Um, that was episode actually that I wanted to do for quite a while for a few reasons. Number one, it was about tagging programs. The theme is obviously Bluefin Tuna and, and tagging program uh, of bluefin tuna, but we spent considerable time on this episode speaking about uh, sharks and rays tagging program, um, which was in itself something I wanted to talk about on the podcast for for a while. But also, William Roach works for IFI. I wanted to have people from IFI on the podcast again, probably since I started uh, the podcast, and. Uh, I, I, you know, it happened already earlier. I don't, I don't remember now whether it was 21 or year 21 or 22, but last year, uh, William Roach again from IFI, we spoke about this, um, these programs. Oh, and one other thing is that uh, along with that podcast episode, I also wrote a blog called The Demise and Recovery of Atlantic Bluefin Tuna. Um, so again, this is one of those cases where if you subscribe to a newsletter, you will get the uh, blog uh, together with the episode. I published that blog later on on my website and on Medium, uh, but it was like a few months, maybe a few months, maybe a few weeks later, you know, considerable time later. So again, another benefit to subscribe to be subscribed to my newsletter. Okay, uh, the next one, one for two, uh, treated like animals with Alex Simmons. Um, that's the second time Alex Simmons appeared on the podcast. This time we talked about his book, Treated Like Animals. Wonderful book. Um, maybe wonderful is, is the wrong word here. It's, it's, it's very interesting. It's about improving lives of animals and, you know, about animal welfare, if you like. And it has a sections about... Um, you know, livestock animals and pets and laboratory animals and wild animals and, um, you know, practices that are being, well, practiced and whether, you know, how they're stuck up in the current welfare standards. A very good book. I would recommend uh, to read, to get that book, Treated Like Animals, and listen to the episode of the podcast. Obviously, in the podcast, we didn't cover everything that's in the book, uh, but I pick out a few interesting themes from the book and and we had a, a quite nice conversation with alec about those uh, you know uh like him or not but uh alec has a lot of these things well thought out and it is always pleasure to um to hear uh him talk about them even if you disagree even if you disagree i think it's it's always very um good for you to hear someone who you disagree with but who has a good arguments that that forces you to think about your own arguments and maybe adjust or or uh, change even. Um, so uh, that was episode 142. And then uh, on the 15th of February, uh, another book review, 143 Emergent with Miriam Kate McDonald. That episode, I feel like it didn't get enough attention. And the book is about connection of farming practices and conservation and how they can work together and how conservation and even more rewilding can support farming and farming can support rewilding and conservation you know and obviously there are a certain portion of you who said like oh never you know uh, rewilding is fundamentally against farming i say 
to that. I don't think this is true. And yeah, I, I would encourage you to listen to that episode, 143 Emergent, and, you know, get the book, get the book Emergent by Miriam Kate MacDonald. A reminder that on my website, there's a section called books, and you can go in there and you can buy uh, every book that I reviewed on the podcast or wrote a blog review. And um, when you buy the book using links on that page, I will get a small commission from every book. So that's a supporter for the podcast as well. Now, now, we are into March 2023. And in March, 1st of March, I published episode 144, How to Cut All Chemical Nitrogen on a Farm with James Foley, uh, our great friend from the po of the podcast. Uh, James Foley is a listener of the podcast from very early days and it was great to be on his farm. I was invited to his farm and James walked me through his farm and he showed me how he uses multi-species swords uh, for grazing and he doesn't have any nitrogen inputs on his farm. So then we sat down and we talked about his farming practices, how he does it, you know, what was his road to get there. I think it's a very timely episode because, you know, there's a mounting pressure on farmers to cut on the nitrogen and, and so on. So I'm sure we can learn a lot from this episode. And that episode had, had a lot of uh, downloads, a lot of people tune in to listen to it. You know, I always like talking with farmers who work the land and who have very high level of environmental awareness, if you like. Next one, 145, The Future of Hunting with Richard Prideaux. Um, some of you might know Richard from his uh, podcast slash website slash YouTube called Modern Outdoor Survival. He's a survival instructor and he's, he's a man who wears many hats. And we sat down and talked about the future of hunting. Um, that's not a only episode about the future of hunting and not the only episode about hunting in last year but that was the first on the 15th of march and richard uh, shared with us his views and his opinions and that was particularly interested from the perspective that he on one hand as a you know he has a one hand in the countryside hunting farming side of things let's say that way. And on the other hand, he is very much in the outdoors industry, you know, hiking and uh, mountaineering and all these sort of things, which are uh, usually considered like non-consumptive uh, type of outdoor recreation. And that was something that um, really was, was repeated uh, a few times over last year that Really, there is no such thing as non-consumptive outdoor recreation. And that was the first one. But the angle was specifically the future of hunting, how hunting will look like in the you know years to come, uh, if it will look at all, you know, because a lot of people are really concerned, or maybe not concerned, they're happy that hunting might be not around for too long. Okay. The next one, a 146, multi-generational Outdoors Teaching with Emmanuel Rose, uh, another book review with Emmanuel. Emmanuel is, uh, you know, a very experienced outdoorsman. Uh, he's uh, fly fishing and hunting. In the US, it's North American episode, and we talked about his books that he wrote for his grandchildren, really. He just felt like his grandchildren don't have enough opportunity to be in the outdoors and you know, express their love of nature. And so he wrote the book for them. And it turns out that the book is uh, very popular. And so that's what we talked about in this episode. Then 147, one of the highlight episodes of the year, Woodcock Research and Hunting with James O'Neill. James, again, is a long-standing friend of the podcast and listener. And, you know, his nickname, Mr. Woodcock, he is doing a pretty advanced, well, PhD level research on woodcock and woodcock distribution. And his research is supported by NRRGC. And that's what we talked about. And I asked him a lot of questions about woodcock, you know, like, for example, can you tell 
which woodcock is migrant and which one is local, etc., etc. A lot of uh, downloads on this episode, definitely one of the highlight episodes of the past year, 147 Woodcock Research and Hunting with James and Neil. Now, 148, end of April, environmental dialogue with Rob York. Well, Rob York requires no no introductions, and um, Rob is reluctant to do the uh, episode online, to do the interview online. I tried, tried to get him on the podcast, you know, for, again, a few years, but that wasn't an opportunity. I met him in Paris and on this uh, uh, journalism symposium that I talked about earlier. And on the last day, we sat down in the hotel lobby and we had a discussion about, you know, environmental dialogue and how to instigate, let's say, dialogue between different parties who are interested in the environment and are, are there, you know, unfortunately, there are bashing heads quite often and arguing instead of working together. So how to make them work together, how to speak to them. Very, very interesting episode. And Rob is a, quite a character. You know him from his uh, YouTube videos and, and Twitter videos and Instagram. Uh, he has a quite strong presence on social media. So it was real pleasure one, to meet him there and, and spend really three or four days together, you know, hanging out and uh, talking and then to record that episode. So make sure you don't miss that one. And next one, uh, we are in May, 10th of May, 149, changes to deer hunting and firearm licensing in Ireland with Liam Nolan. Liam Nolan is very well known uh, in the hunting circles in Ireland. He's a man behind the HCAP program uh, or examination. And, you know, he is one man who keeps uh, his hand on the pulse of all things deer hunting in Ireland. And in 2023, and I expect in 2024, a lot of things are going to change. We have changes coming into hunting season. We have a changes coming into deer management practices in Ireland as well as firearms licensing review, which obviously, you know, everybody always is very anxious about because those changes are going only one direction. It's just tightening the screw for whatever reason. Even though Ireland has the most stringent uh, and restrictive uh, firearm regulation in probably entire Europe, um, but still, you know, it was a review and uh, something may come out of that. That might not be all bad, um, but we just need to know about it, and that's what we talked about uh, with Liam. Now, since we published this episode, uh, quite a few things changed already, um, so expect that in this year, 2024, I will probably do the follow-up. I don't know whether the follow-up will be, will be with uh, Liam, or maybe it's going to be a solo episode, like I, like I told you, uh, but definitely watch this space if you're interested in uh, changes for deer hunters in Ireland, okay? Then episode 150, Predator Control with Barry McMahon. That was the most popular episode in 2023. The most downloads, the most uh, feedback, uh, the most interest, a lot of new listeners, um, subscribers, followers, you name them, uh, after Predator Control episode. This is very important uh, thing, and I'm going to keep talking about it. I wrote an article about Predator Control, the one to Scribehound that I mentioned earlier on top of the show. It's basically nobody says that Predator Control is the be-all and all of conservation of certain species, of especially certain species of waders or ground-nesting birds, but it is very much required urgently required and there's like a very good solid scientific evidence behind that you know barry is a professor on at ucd and so that episode is strictly scientific and it just bothers me that uh, a lot of conservationists and they just like closing one eye and they're just like oh i just want to shoot all those poor animals well not really I think that prayer control is very uncomfortable subject and it has really bad PR and I think this is because it was not communicated correctly. What are we doing and why are we doing this? 
So that was one attempt uh, in 150, and uh, clearly it is required uh, to talk about those things. And I will be talking about predator control this year, 2024, again for sure, because I think it is very important and required for better understanding of wildlife conservation. Then, uh, episode 151, Irish Sturgeon with Declan Quigley. I gotta admit, that episode about Irish Sturgeon, it's a funny story. One of the old listeners of the podcast, Johnny, shout outs, you know who you are, was asking me to do that episode. And I thought like, well, it's a good idea to do the episode of about Irish Sturgeon. But man, to identify a person who could speak about Irish sturgeon was next to impossible. It, it took me a long time, and thanks for attendance in various conferences, uh, I was able to identify you know, a, a person who knows the guy, who knows the guy, and finally I got connected with Declan Quigley. Um, again, that was episode where I traveled and I met Declan in his home, we sat down uh, at his kitchen table and we talked about Irish sturgeon. And that was the funny thing was that once we published that episode, probably, I don't know, maybe a week later, there was there was big sturgeon caught in one of the Irish rivers. <laughs> um, it turns out that it was like a just basically pet fish released, but it was like a very funny coincidence uh, that after publishing this episode, uh, that that thing happened um very well received again a lot of uh listeners from ireland interested in uh sturgeon and story of that fish and how we lost them really um effectively then 21st of june 152 from anti-hunter to advocate with philippe jaeger philippe is a hunting journalist who i met in france in paris and he, in his youth, was a, a, a um, you know, declared anti-hunter. He hated hunting, he hated hunters. So that was a very interesting transformation from that place where he is now a hunting journalist. He traveled the world making hunting reportage for various magazines and papers, and he works for Leica, I think. So again, we kind of delve into the aspects of communication about hunting, what hunting is, how to speak about hunting, what is the future of hunting, and, you know, is it possible to turn anti-hunter into hunting advocate? Next one, 153, do you believe in climate change? I spoke about this on the top of the show, this was this first um, solo episode where I talked about, well, really, that episode was my answer to a lot of messages and emails and newsletters that I received claiming that climate change is not real and, you know, some some crazy stuff on some occasions. And I thought that, well, I basically, you know, didn't want to respond to all those people separately. And I thought that I can use that platform, I can use that my podcast as a platform, I can respond to them all wholesale and at the same time, um, give it a shot to the on those solo episodes, uh, my first solo episodes in years and years and years. And like I said, on top of the show, uh, it was very well received. And this year, 2024, I will try to do more solo episodes. So watch this space. Next one, 154, Hunting Europe, the present and future with David Scallon. David uh, was a guest on, on our podcast before, and actually he appeared his second time uh, that year, so it's three times in general, but um, this episode was specifically about, you know, how hunting in Europe looks like, you know, this whole situation, what is the... Oh, by the way, in case you don't know, David Scallon is Secretary General of Faith, which is European organization for hunters but not on the individual level it's for political aspect of hunting and they're working they they have a, their their um headquarters in brussels and they're working with other um state hunting organizations and 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 kind of advocating and lobbying for hunting that way 
Um, so we talk about things like public perception of hunting and the acceptance of hunting and how this is changing and how hunting organizations are changing finally um, to um, kind of reflect the current situation and current perception of hunting. Um, definitely episode to listen to even if you're not a hunter uh, but are interested in wildlife conservation because, like it or not, there are many very, very successful hunter-led conservation programs. And we talked about those as well. Then, 1st of August, no, sorry, 2nd of August, 155, six-gill sharks and flapper skates with Patrick Collins. <laughs> Patrick was uh, our guest before. Uh, I think the program was called Sea Monitor when we talked about skates. Uh, which is his main um, area of research. But Patrick was also on... Um, he was also on the boat with our friend Luke Ashton, who is like a master skipper, who is, well, maybe not specializing, but he's the only one who does it in, in Ireland, uh, going after six-gill sharks. And Park, uh, Patrick was with him doing a little bit of the research uh, about six-gill sharks. So again, long story short, I met Patrick on one of the conferences and we said like, hey, why don't we sit down and talk about six-gill sharks? So we talked about that, but also we talked about the latest discoveries and latest research with relation to flapper skate, which is main research area for Patrick. And yeah, you should listen to that one. If you're an angler targeting skates, yeah, go and listen to it. Uh, you'll learn a lot. Then, the next one, 156, Save Blacksworth Road Wood with Phil Sturgeon. Kind of like unexpected episode. You may know Phil. Phil is running a charity called Protect Earth, which is planting trees. And, you know, he's a very interesting guy. He's boycotting fossil fuels. He lives in a van. He's a pretty well-known software developer. He wrote a book about the APIs, and as far as I can tell, this is this is how he makes a living. Uh, but at the same time, he runs his charity, he buys land, and basically he reforests that land, or he helps farmers uh, who tries to reforest or just put some trees, plant some trees. And we get into the details of, you know, what they do, that this is really more complicated than you think. There's a lot of paperwork. And especially interesting is part is that not everywhere you should plant trees and not everywhere you should reforest. And some people, you know, uh, are quick to give the bad name of, of the charities that are planting trees. Like, oh, you want to plant trees everywhere. Um, not everywhere. Uh, Phil is very much aware of where it is beneficial for the environment to plant trees and where not. His charity also does a lot of... Uh, work on uh, preserving existing uh, woodlands and how this episode came to be um, there was uh, basically uh, a, a piece of land like an old growth forest for sale and um, that was you know uh, a worry that that might be purchased by a developer and turned into a estate um, you know cut down trees and so on so Phil's charity was running a fundraiser to uh, basically raise money and, and purchase that that woodland and he sent me an email or or message on, on social media saying hey you know maybe you would could retweet retweet that or whatever and then i said hey why don't we do the podcast about it and yeah that's how it came to be very enjoyable conversation really cool dude uh phil sturgeon if you don't know him from social media uh yeah go go give him a follow he, you know you might disagree with him and you may have a very fun arguments uh, like I do, like I, you know, but conversation is great. Great guy. Um, another one, 157, uh, end of August, is the red wolf a real species? Conversation with Peter Brewitt. You know, red wolf is such a fun species of canids. And I, I heard about them some time ago when I read the book uh, about coyotes. And I was attending, I think it was like a webinar where he was giving a presentation, not really about red wolves, but red wolf was like an example 
where he talked about the narratives, like people have their narratives, whether these are conspiracy theories or some other things, and how that influences the you know really story that we're telling ourselves that are related to conservation. So you didn't have to ask me twice. I I uh, through uh, various contacts reach out to Peter, uh, and we sat down and we spoke about Red Wolf, and then about those. Uh, conservation narratives, uh, really very fun conversation. Highly recommended the episode. Um, and, and actually, it did way better than I thought. You know, my things were like, well, gee, who will care about Red Wolf? And but then part of what I do, I also do a lot of episodes because they just interest me. I, I am interested in them. Uh, so that was one of them. And it turns out that you were interested as well. So good stuff. Next one, in September now, uh, 158, Wildlife in the Balance with Simon Musto. That is a review of, uh, of a book called Wildlife in the Balance with Simon Musto. You know, it is probably the most innovative book about wildlife and cons- conservation uh, that I read. I, I, you know, as usual in those things, I'm not entirely agree- in agreement with everything that Simon said. But more and more, I think that he might be right. You know, it's basically, he in a book connects wildlife and environments with physics, hardcore physics, entropy, and basically traces back all those interactions uh, between the wildlife and the environment and the animals specifically to basically, you know, basic physics and distribution of energy and and so on. Um, So... I am not sure about some of the conclusions that he draw, draws from that, but definitely, definitely a book that is well worth reading and that episode is well worth listening to uh, because I, you know, I challenged uh, Simon on some of those uh, aspects that I disagree with, with him and, um, well, you need to listen to an episode to see what came out of this. Then 159 Polar Bears in a Warming World with Andrew Desrochers. That was a, really a delightful episode. I wrote a blog about uh, polar bears and whether, you know, again, I had a lot of uh, messages from you about like, oh, polar bears are doing better than ever. There are more sightings and yada, 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 yeah. So I I kind of done my my research and i know like some of you say oh you haven't done research you just googled it like okay i googled it and i uh, wrote an article but that was a research okay i haven't done the literature review but i researched a subject of uh, in, in my own you know personal capacity of uh, polar bears and whether they're doing better than ever or whether they're they are indeed threatened with extinction wrote a blog and in one of the responses uh, to that blog, someone pointed me out to Andrew, who researched uh, polar bears for like 40 years, over 40 years. And I touched base with Andrew and he was quick to, uh, you know, jump on the call and do the episode with me. So uh, that was one of those episodes I didn't really plan, but it turned out to be, uh, you know, possible and great pleasure talking with Andrew. Also very popular episode and you can learn a lot about polar bears and you can learn all the truth about polar bears whether they're doing better than ever ever or whether it's threatened by extinction or is it somewhere in the middle okay you gotta listen to this episode and then you can talk about this subject okay please don't do those things that you watch the instagram reel and then you repeat those things this is not the way to do it listen to that episode you'll know about polar bears okay 159 now, 160, Safari Club International with Ben Cassidy. Safari Club International, one of the biggest hunting organizations. It's an American one, uh, and it's very much, uh, you know, North American-centric episode. Um, ben Cassidy, the, his title is Director or Vice President of Policy. And again, kind of like the same theme like like with David Scallon from FACE, which is kind of like a European uh, hunting organization, where we talked about perception of hunting and all the pressures on hunting, 
only from the American uh, perspective. And you may think that, you know, in America, hunting is doing much better than in Europe, or at least there's like less um, opponents or, or less uh, resistance to hunting. Um, but they have their own challenges as well. So that was a very interesting episode to hear about same, really same challenges they have to overcome in America with relation to hunting like in any other country, right? North America, USA specifically. Okay, so that was episode 160, Safari Club International with Ben Cassidy. Um, and then the next one, well, we stayed in a uh, kind of realm of North America, 161 Archery Insights with Jim Clark. I will continue to talk about bow hunting because I think that bow hunting is very much misunderstood in Europe uh, as somehow inhumane or whatever uh, way of hunting. So uh, that is in total in my podcast, probably third episode where I talk about hunting, uh, archery hunting or bow hunting specifically. And Jim is basically a lifelong bow hunter. And we touch on everything about, on you know, using uh, crossbows, uh, about hunting seasons, about training, about hu humanness of the sport and, and the whole deal. Um, so if you think that archery hunting is inhumane, I would encourage you to listen to that episode. And if you don't think such things, but you're just interested in archery hunting, then again, uh, 161. Then 162, Sheep Soil and Biodiversity with Susanna Crampton. That was one of the highlights of the year. I, I get to, uh, again, I uh, was invited to Susanna's farm and we basically hang out for an entire day have a great time. Uh, Susanna walked me uh, around her farm. Um, we, you know, we were moving sheep. Well, not we were moving sheep. She was moving sheep and I was just looking at it. But it was all fun. And then the episode, very... Well, one of the biggest episodes that year. And very interesting because we, we talked about soil, soil health, and how sheep farming or livestock farming doesn't have to be bad for biodiversity or even how it can be very good for biodiversity and how farming livestock in a good biodiverse conditions is really improving the viability of that farming operations and health of livestock. So there, I'm sure there's a, at least few environmentalists who are not happy about this episode. Uh, because Susanna kind of like a crashed some of the common narratives, but I, I I am convinced that she has a lot of research and science behind what she is saying, and not only that, she has the results on her farm, which you can hear uh, by listening to the episode. It was published on the seventh of November, episode one hundred sixty-two. The next one, one hundred sixty-three. This is like a very um, what to say episode that might be the type of episode I'm going to be doing more in the future. So in this episode, I have not one, but five guests. And it is more of a kind of like a journalism uh, on my part. As you might heard, the European Union and European Commission is pondering or is right now proposed lowering protection status of wolves in Europe. Uh, moving them from Annex 4 to Annex 5, which will make them uh, protected rather than strictly protected. And obviously, wolves being wolves and the topic being so emotive, I thought that there's like no way that one guest can uh, present the all points of view. So in that episode, you have not one but five guests, um, goat breeders, scientists, social scientists, hunters, um, environmentalists, they're all giving uh, their perspective on that move and what it might mean for wolves and wolves population in Europe if they will be only protected rather than strictly protected. Um, I think that episode is a good candidate to being, you know, like a best 
uh, in that year. It was only published in November, so the numbers are still climbing. But I think that the discussion about wolves and, and protection of wolves in Europe will be with us for, you know, number of months to come. So I encourage you to listen to this one, 162, the EU review of wolf protection status. Yeah, that will give you the full view of what that is. I can only tell you it is not all bad and it is not all good. There are worries and concerns, but it's not like an impending doom of, for wolves either. So uh, listen to that one. Definitely, uh, I would say, so far, the most impact episode that, that uh, had the, the, the biggest impact on, on conversation in, in my circles. And then we finished the year with two episodes uh, that are book reviews. Book reviews, again, authors from North America. One of them, Shotgun Conservationist with Brant, Brant McDuff. Really kind of like a story again uh, of a, a... Brant like went from anti-hunter to hunter and wrote a book about hunting, about the benefits of hunting. Very interesting from the, again, United States perspective. But again, like a theme, like a universal theme that comes from our conversation and from his book, uh, but more so from our conversation is that there's no such things as non-consumptive outdoor recreation. You know, like if you see a YouTube video of, you know, someone riding mountain bike or skiing, you see all the cool stuff, but you don't see negative impacts on the environment. But when you see a hunter with a dead deer, well, you see straight away something that you might perceive as a negative impact on the environment, but you don't see all the positive aspects of, uh, of hunting and, and the whole system that is around hunting, which is especially worth consideration when we talk about the United States. And we finished the year in the 19th of December, so just a uh, few weeks ago, with episode 165, Flicker in the Water, with Bob Gonzalez. Bob Gonzalez is a uh, very experienced master angler. He's chasing big fish, big game fishing. We're talking about big game fishing, marlin, tuna, uh, you know, big other big species of fish, like groupers, snappers, and etc. Fun conversation. You know, it was late in the year, so I decided just to do something uh, more kind of relaxing and maybe not that heavy topic to end 2023. So that's it. Uh, that's been a review of all the episodes from 2023. I hope you picked up a few that you can go now and listen to. And yeah, I am wishing you all the best for this new year, 2024. And I will talk to you and see you, or at least you're going to see me if you're watching this on YouTube, very soon. Have a good one.